0: This is Carl the Jackal Frampton. Hi. This is David Healy. Hello. This is Stephen Ferris.
1: Hi. I'm Bethany Ferris. Hi. This is
2: Joey Barton. And Jonathan Gutierrez. Hi. This is Harry Q. And In you're and listening the to the
1: score.
2: The score with Michael Clark.
3: And welcome along to The Score with me, Michael Clark. Here's what's coming up on this week's programme. Northern Ireland ended their campaign on a high. They might not have got anywhere near qualifying in the end, but a win over Denmark is a way to lift the blues. We have three guests from the Northern Ireland team on today's programme. We'll also be talking about the Sports Direct Premiership with the help of of a man whose side has had an upturn in form from Glenavon, we'll be joined by Danny Wallace. Back from injury and now starring once again for the Reds of North Belfast, Cliftonville's Stephen Mallon will be on the show and we'll be dipping into the championship to chat to Kevin Deary of Institute. He has fans dreaming of promotion. Plus, a big competition, which we're just about to launch.
2: The Score with Michael Clark.
3: Yes, you heard me right we have a big competition and if you've been following us on social media you will already know but in case you don't cue the music time for an announcement <laughs> suitably festive because this could be a Christmas present for you or for somebody else we have two PC versions of Football Manager to give away to celebrate the fact that we are now in the game. Yes, if you play as an Irish League team or if you play as a Northern Ireland manager, you will encounter the score and I in that coveted game. But how can you get your hands on a copy? Well, it's simple. Just tell me the answer to this question. What two players shared the golden boot at the end of last season that's the golden boot that was presented by the Northern Ireland Football Writers Association and the Northern Ireland Football League so two players, they shared the golden boot you can cheat if you want, but maybe you know the answer already, send me your answer, which is both of those names, plus your name to this email address, thescore ni at gmail.com. that is thescoreni at gmail.com your name, your answers to that address and you'll go into the draw to win those two games. How does that sound? Best of luck. So that's us kicking off with a bang. Big competition. Right, Can the music please. Uh, We need to move quickly because we have so much to do. I'll bring you up to speed with the fixtures in the premiership shortly, but let's first get international reaction after Northern Ireland beat Denmark by two goals to nil. I could not have anticipated a night like we were about to have on Monday when I was taking up my commentary position but it was wonderful dear listener it truly was we're going to hear from Dion Charles in just a moment and Jamal Lewis but first let's hear what Isaac Price had to say when we spoke to him after the full time whistle like I said it's a high note for us
4: we we probably deserve to get the result today and we've given them a tough game away in Denmark as well so uh, we've obviously gone into a dressing room and everyone's really happy the, the manager's happy but something we've kind of got to build on for the next games. We probably dropped a bit too deep in the first half, especially towards the end. It's it's a, it's a lot of running, especially for the midfield players. And in the first half, it was me and Dale, uh, the two tens, because they're, they're good players, they find space. So it's hard to get near them. But at halftime, the manager kind of said, just try and get up to players a bit more, put a bit more pressure on them. And second half, we, we come out and we did that. And it, it kind of, well, it definitely worked for us and we counter-attacked on them probably because of injuries as well we we've, we've not had the squad that he probably wanted but that's football and if you get opportunity, you've got to try and take them to make sure that you stay in the team. So I feel like there's quite a few players that have done that. We've got some good young players and it's something to build on for the next games.
3: The goal celebration, you could see everything. Shay Charles doing, like a cannonball at the corner of Flag. It just looked like a moment where everyone went, thank goodness.
4: Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of one of those moments, to be honest. It was Shay that uh, set me up and it's really good because we've played together since we was 15, 16. So a uh, great moment for the Bofors and I think he's hurt his knees off it. So we'll have to be getting ice in there, but no, really good moment
3: and you could just see the confidence grow from there the second goal was another excellent team goal
4: yeah definitely um, shows the quality we've got in the team and and the players coming off the bench as well we made quite a few changes but the players coming on are just as good as the players that are coming off so shows the quality in our team and and we can create chances and score goals and then obviously we frustrated them tonight we've limited their chances so yeah really good performance all around
3: to me it just looked incredibly mature after Friday which must have been so difficult what was the team talk like coming into this game because you really responded to it
4: yeah I feel like we've we probably had a bit of freedom coming into it because the game wasn't really there wasn't anything going into the game but I think it shows what sort of team we are and that we're we we do not give up easy and we've frustrated a very good team that are going to go on to play in the Euros so yeah really good
3: and just finally, how much are you looking forward to your next international match now? A game changes that, doesn't it? Just lifts everybody.
4: Yeah, I can't wait really. It's a shame that it's in uh, March, a bit of a wait, but yeah, I can't
3: wait to get to it. Dion, how sweet a feeling was that tonight? Oh, incredible.
1: Um, that's going to give us a lot of uh, confidence going forward. Um, like I've said in previous interviews, and we're a young squad and uh, experience, so that's a big confidence boost that we can compete with teams that are going to mid-tournaments Something felt different tonight from the off it just looked like this team was out to prove a point and you did that? Yeah um, I think a lot of people might have questioned questioned us um, if we could put in a performance like that tonight after what happened in our last game against Finland Um, so we had nothing to lose Um, we could go out there with obviously being the underdogs um, nobody expected the result that come tonight so big confidence boost sure. and when you hit the post in the first half was there any part of you thinking is it going to be one of these nights again um, no uh, I'd, like I say my job is to score goals and I'm confident that if I get in the right positions I'll, I'll get another opportunity um, that one will probably come a bit too early for me in the game <laughs> but ultimately we defend from the front um, kind of come on and done a bit of magic and luckily found me at the back post so, so I got the reward for the hard work
3: and I just want to finally ask you it's a home goal as well You, the Windsor roar because of your goal was it worth waiting for that moment?
1: Yeah it was um, just wish I could have got that first one as well Made it two, but it's my first um, campaign playing I've got the top goal scorer for us um, so, yeah, I'm delighted with my performance. Jamal, just how pleasing is it to end the campaign in that fashion?
2: Yeah, no, it was a, it was a great result. Uh, one that was long coming. Um, I think you could sense the relief from the, from the players and, yeah, hopefully the fans enjoyed it as much as we did.
3: And you could see the confidence in the team, even yourself in terms of how you approach the attack leading to the goal. You weren't just happy to sit back and defend, you were attacking.
2: Yeah, I think obviously we, we knew the quality of this Denmark team, obviously them topping the group. Uh, the quality of the players, we knew that we'd have to be resilient, resolute, um, but just stay in the game. Um, and yeah, sure. Okay. Show, show our quality when, when we do get on the ball. So we we're trying to be direct and, and, and turn them and get forward. but. Um, yeah, just stay in the game and be able to show the quality for the goals that we did
3: So you're making one of those runs in Finland and I thought Dio maybe could have played you in there Are, is that the next step trying to score a couple
2: Yeah 100% <laughs> I want a couple goals 100% yeah a couple more assists and goals I'd love to um, obviously I've got the legs I'm, I'm getting, getting and I've got my match fitness from, from playing week in week out for Watford so it's really enjoyable I feel like I can get up to the ball make runs in behind and yeah my body's in really good stead so I just want to help the team as much as possible wherever it is on the pitch defending or in the other attacking half
3: I can feel that like you're enjoying your football at the moment and that's so important and I'm sure it translates to coming away with Northern Ireland.
2: Yeah, 100%. I think at this stage of my career, I just want to be as available as I can, enjoy my football. So I had a couple of difficult years at Newcastle, but, um, but I obviously put that behind me and yeah, just en- enjoy it and, and just show really what I can do week in, week out. And uh, any time I represent Northern Ireland, just want to. Yeah, I think it's a short career at the end of the day and I want to take as uh, take as much memories and take as much out of it as possible.
3: And after the the game in Helsinki, it'd been easy to come here, feel sorry for yourself, and it all goes out, out with a whimper. That isn't what we saw. You know what goes into a turnaround like you have produced?
2: I think, um, yeah, obviously we were bitterly disappointed from the manager to to the players to the staff. It wasn't a, it wasn't a good feeling at all. Uh, just we know a, a team of Finland's caliber is not we're not they're not four 0 better than us. Um, we was bitterly disappointed. We knew that we had to show a reaction, especially coming. Uh, Coming away, uh, coming back home, and playing in front of the home fans, and yeah, we knew that we had to show uh, a response, whatever that is. Be resolute, be show, stay in the game, and show so that we have got something to fight for. And, and yeah, we was uh, we was good enough to show quality for the goals as well, which is obviously a delight
3: And I know we hit the post, but actually having a wee bit of luck at times as well. Weird ricochets. Just felt like the ball was points in our way. For the campaign, it hasn't, has it? Yeah,
2: no, nah, definitely. I think we we spoke about it, obviously sometimes the ball doesn't fall fall our way or we've we've been in games and maybe we've just conceded a bit too early and then we're chasing games and we've kind of maybe veered away from our game plan. Um, But yeah, today was a real, real Northern Ireland uh, uh, performance from the boys. Um, be, Be compact, be resolute, but show the energy and quality for the goals that we did. So yeah, it was something definitely to build on.
3: And for the final feeling of this campaign to be that sound and that experience and that victory, just how nice is that? Yeah,
2: I've been uh, fortunate enough to to experience that a few times in my in my career so far. But obviously, some of the boys with, with the left less caps wouldn't have felt that feeling yet. So it's really good for them. Hopefully, they can bring it we can bring it into the to the next campaign, the Nations League, and yeah, do just you just got to keep building. We can't keep uh, saying that team's got potential and this campaign, next campaign, next campaign, we've got to start to build, build it together. The boys, the young boys are going to bring uh, more experience and the experienced lads have just keep bringing it together and yeah, hopefully we can uh, put more results on the board for the uh, next campaign.
3: So a bit of a leadership role for you within that as well. Are you are you one of the older boys because you're not, you're not, you're certainly not old, Jamal. You know I mean, I'm, I'm only 25, <laughs> but yeah, well, like I said, career short, it yeah. Just, yeah.
2: It's just shoots past. I remember when I was making my debut for Northern Ireland and making my debut for Norwich and yeah, it just shoots past, but, I think gradually, uh, yeah, you got, you have to take that role. Otherwise, there's just going to be players where they don't know what to do or they don't know who to look to. And yeah, I'll happily take that role, be vocal, tell people what, what they need to do. And yeah, so obviously sometimes you need that three, four, five players on the pitch to be able to give the manager's message. So yeah, hopefully that, that'll be a role that I can take. The Score with Michael Clark.
3: Okay, well that was what was going on earlier in the week on the international stage. Now let's get into the main course. We love our Irish League, and kicking off this segment of the show, we have a man who someone on Twitter told me he calls the Mournview Maldini, and I think it's a pretty good name for him from Glenavon. It's Danny Wallace. Thanks very much for having me. How are you keeping? I'm doing brilliantly. Uh, what do you reckon? Is this nickname gonna stick, the Mournview Maldini? Are they calling you this? Well, I
0: think it's just because I had, the, I had the long hair and the left foot, but <laughs> the performances at the start of the season, you were probably going to call me something else, but <laughs> thankfully the past few weeks, is you could probably call me it, but I'm not taking anything for granted.
3: <laughs> uh, well it, it sounds pretty good so I think we'll go along with it anyway let's I, I don't want to dwell on the start of the season and I'm sure you don't want to either because you're in such a good vein of form now you and the club but but just to take us back that must have been such a difficult period in time and did you see the light at the end of the tunnel at any stage?
0: Um. Well uh, unfortunately I've been in the position before and you know when, when you're down there and the results aren't going your way and you know players aren't playing well it, it's hard but you know we always thought that we would get through it but of course the, the board and other, other people had different ideas but you know after our win I think it was against Balamina, and then we could be by Dungannon I thought we were going to get with the squad we have I just I just felt like we were always going to get through it, it was just a matter of time but then again you know it's always the manager that goes it's never the club are never going to let 20, 25 players go so it was just unfortunate
3: How hard as a player is that period of time because everybody's sort of associated Gary Hamilton with Glenavon and vice versa and he's the manager that brought you there and, and then all of a sudden this is happening and he's leaving
0: Yeah it was hard for everyone you know there was players are that were at the club longer than me and you know they, they were feeling the effects off of it too and you know the new players who were just staying in the summer like they didn't expect the same and us going through this uh, rough patch but you know Gary if you if you mention Glenn Avon Gar- it equals Gary Hamilton because he he does such a great job for ten eleven 11 years and you know I think now after the dust has settled you know the supporters and the board and everyone associated with Glen Avon would just realise how, how great a job we done under the circumstances and uh, player budget and the club not being full time and stuff like. that. you have to remember like there was a few top three finishes, and then you know when a few more full time teams came in, it was always we always were finishing seven. So like, you know what? That's not easy, um. And I think like the club understands now, like what what a great job we done.
3: And then when you hear Stephen McDonald's coming in, are you sort of going, "Oh, thank goodness," because I know what he's about. Uh, what What's that whole process like? Well,
0: you know Well, thankfully I played for him at Warrenpoint, and you know I was there when he left Warren Point, so I didn't know what way to feel when he was coming in. But you know, when like when I, I knew his name was linked, I like, got a load of the players were asking me what's he like and all, and, and I just said like he's his own manager. He has his own stage completely different from Gary, which, which is fair enough and I just always say to them, listen we will see when he comes in, you can be the judge of, of what way he compares to Gary and I think everyone every player with a green eye like it's it's completely different. He's I know he's still a young manager, but he's had great experience and in, in many full time teams such as Shelburne and Dundalk, so I feel like he's bringing all that experience with him to Glen Avon, even though we're part-time, but he's treating it like a full-time environment because he's exposing us to so many details about the opposition, about our own playing style, corners, free kicks, all just... It's just like a full-time setup in a in a part-time environment, you could say.
3: He's so detailed, he really is, and I was at your game... At the weekend against Lockall, and I was really, really impressed with that first half performance in particular, because Lockall have been so impressive this season, and yet they found it very hard to cope with you, and you were going into the break 2-0 up, and looking around, and I don't know how much of it you get to take in, certainly afterwards, I'm sure you did a bit, the atmosphere, there was there was more fans in the stand, it feels like, you know, kind of nature is healing a little bit at Lurgan.
0: Yes you could say that and again like as you said St- Stevie puts a lot of detail into every game so it's not every week we we'll have the same plan of the opposition like every week is a new opposition and, and Stevie studies the game how we can expose them and as you said you were there on Saturday and the first the first half if anyone was there it could have been 4 5 nil at half time I'm just because we were exposing what Stevie told us to do, and it paid off in the game. And you know, I think the fans, the fans can see that from from he came in. I can't remember like, 10, 11, 12 weeks ago. Like they can see the change, and you know, it, it feels great when they're when you're winning, and the the stadium's getting more and more through the through the gate. Um, it really helps the club out, and I think. As players you enjoy
3: playing in the big crowds and these 35 yard diagonal passes that you're hitting is this something he's encouraging or has he just not stopped you yet <laughs> uh, i don't know I, I think a few of them paid off on saturday but did? previous few
0: saturdays they probably haven't paid off but you know he's just he's just uh he's bringing new ideas to those players and we're just taking it on board
3: no, it certainly was working on Saturday. Um, you know, looking through the team, you, you can see you know the influential um, players in that squad, and, and someone that stood out to me, uh, not just on Saturday, but a number of times that I've watched Glenavon in the last while is Jack Malone. Uh, I know he got a goal in the game, which always sort of helps. You know, you grab the headlines, but he uh, he's just such a stylish player in midfield.
0: Yeah. He- when he when he came to his, uh last season you know he was coming he was coming from Derry like full time environment so there was a bit of excitement around it. but I think last year he you know he was I think he was trying too hard and he got sent off maybe and it was like first or second game mm-hmm. against Dorm, which knocked him back and then maybe a few weeks later he gets sent off so like I feel like we're only seeing the best of him now you know you can tell he's played in a full time environment you know, he's always looking at the ball the feet he's always uh Looking for that final pass, and when he gets an opportunity to shoot, he'll shoot. And you know, I think he's got five or six goals this season, two from free kicks and a few penalties. So it, it's paying
3: off. Oh here, Agent Danny Wallace. That's not bad. You've got his stats down and everything. <laughs> well, I think so anyway, because <laughs> he keeps saying he's a top goal scorer so <laughs> it must be right. And then you know you look beside him and you've got uh Big Isaac still only a teenager uh, it, it's crazy how many minutes he has had at the club but it, it obviously speaks to the talent that he has yeah again Isaac
0: that last year was his first season and, and Gary that was Gary's uh, main thing about Glenn Am bringing young players through and he threw him in the deep end and even you know I'm not saying he has a bad game all the time but you know, maybe some games he was struggling but Gary kept him in because he he believes in his ability and thankfully this season we're we're seeing a more mature a m mature mature Isaac Bird, and alongside Robert Gard so he has many years to, to catch up to Ribsey.
3: <laughs> yes he, he has a few And uh, I mean Robbie's been around uh, It feels like forever um, His influence still very much felt in midfield uh, He was actually definitely annoying Some of the local players How he screens a ball Is just to me a thing of beauty Because he's facing his own goal And I don't know as a defender if you ever panic when you see him do that, but you know what I mean? He sort of he can just run towards you and then change direction and the man goes one way, he takes the ball the other way, and I feel like he's been doing that for over ten years.
0: Yes, he yeah, that's that's ribsy in a nutshell, he's just he gives you a protection in front, really close control, um, short passes, and he lets he lets the forward players do the job. You know, you don't you don't play for Linfield league winning teams if, if you don't have that ability and you know I think the new manager is giving a new lease of life because he's, Stevie said one one. I think it was after one game like I don't care if you're 17 or 18 or lower members of the squad I want to develop you as long as I can and I think Ribsy's really taken on that and you know I think the manager gave him a few nice words uh, at the weekend so he was loving that uh, on Tuesday night of training
3: <laughs> you see it doesn't matter how long in the tooth you are everybody needs a wee bit of love so there's nothing wrong with that and what's pleasing I'm sure more than anything for you is you're picking up the points but but right after that is clean sheets as well you know you look at your last three league games and you haven't conceded a goal
0: yeah it's good you know we'll take a win any in any form but you know, always getting a clean sheet. And I feel like the last three games have been very uh, similar. We've been dominating the first half of the games um and we were holding on to lead at half time and I think in the second half it was more not about like uh getting more chances or create more chances. It was all about getting the clean sheet and getting over the line because, you know, it's been a a real a real uh that we haven't been keeping enough clean sheets but I think you know, we've been holding on and I think on Saturday it was about 60-70 minutes we've played really well and the last 20 minutes we were holding on so hopefully in the next couple of weeks we can build towards a full ninety minutes of being comfortable in the ball and keeping clean sheets and winning games
3: It's amazing how those habits can become ingrained you know good habits or bad habits when you when you get into a way of conceding late it nearly psychologically makes you think oh it's going to happen again if you haven't got enough goals but um, you know you got into that little groove lately and your manager when I spoke to him after the game he was really keen to emphasise how well the defence did the clean sheets or something he's uh, obviously hammering home at the moment and you know you're one of the Friday night matches uh, this week away to Newry City and I, I guess you're being Judged on the performances against the bottom half teams, that's what people are looking at and say. Well, if you get that right, you're gonna if you can be top of the bottom half. Obviously, it puts Glenavon in that conversation where you always want to be, which is the European qualifiers. Uh, depending on how lock-all get on this weekend, you might actually leapfrog them in the league.
0: Yeah, it, it just it's just amazing what a few weeks and a few wins can do the team. You know, we're I think we were bottom of one one stage when when mm-hmm. Stevie uh, only took over and you know a few wins. And I know, and we're right up talking about seventh. Like many of the fans would not imagine that a few weeks ago. But we're you're right in are saying we're playing teams in and around us. But as you said, if we can be the best against the teams in and around us, you know, you always set yourself up for that seventh spot. And if you get maybe a few good results against the top six, you never know it could it could bring you in the top six. But Stevie's first objective was. Um, when he took over was to get us off the bottom of the table and and to push away from that bottom spot and even the playoffs. So that's still in the main. We're just trying to get as far away from that as possible and then we can uh, start thinking about this seventh spot or European spot, whatever you want to call it.
3: And speaking of the unfortunate bottom place because no one wants to be there that is where Newry find themselves going into this game at the weekend they've had a really tough period of time where it just seems that they can't buy a win for nor money and you don't want to be in that position where it comes against you?
0: No, again we played Newry earlier in the season and they played us off the park beat us 3-1 and even last season the four games we played against them they beat us 2 we beat them 2 but you know it's a difficult venue to go down I think Last year we won the two games one nil, but they had plenty of chances to even it up. And you know, a few years ago, Nuri were sort of in a similar position, but they got a few wins together and a few results, and then they managed to stay up uh, towards the end of the season. So it's going to be a difficult game, and you know, it's you know Stevie Warren point manager. You know, we all want to get one over <laughs> on on the on Nury.
3: And then it's uh, on Tuesday off the United. And I don't know, is anyone going to ring ahead this time and just double check the floodlights?
0: Well, oh, we're hoping so because we don't <laughs> want to be travelling down there uh, again. You know, it was just unfortunate that the last time, uh, you know, everyone was ready for the game and all, we're just about to go for the warm up. And we got a message saying, like right, the floodlights aren't working and hang on. And then it was like 8, quarter past 8, where they decided to call the game off. So I think we left it. Half four and then get home to eleven, half eleven without playing a match. So, you know, you you made the sensible decision. I think you should ring up and get to go ahead for
3: us <laughs> A bit of and no pressure there and uh, I, I do feel sorry for Limavati United and we, we've got uh, Kevin Derry coming on the programme later on the institute manager and in their game was abandoned at the weekend with uh, floodlight issues so uh, we know it's not just Limavati unfortunately it does happen but so frustrating as players especially when you're whether you're I don't know, you know taking a half day work or taking the day off from work you, you travel up or even just going up after work whatever the case is and then that happens and it's so annoying
0: uh, yeah very annoying but that, that's what we love about the game we'll have another chance to put it right next is it next next Tuesday Yep. And hopefully we'll have a good game and we can make it into the next round of the cup
3: before you know it, start of December, we'll have the Irish Cup draw. You'll be hoping that you've advanced in the the Bet McLean Cup. Ah, uh, Glenavon down through the years have been very good in the Cup. so uh, you know, it. Do you see that as something that you're targeting again? You know, cup runs, or is it is it really about the league this year, or or can you juggle again?
0: Well, I think Stevie made it clear when he came in, and a few interviews he's done. He's on. He wants to put the strongest team out in every competition and it goes far in it. every competition. Uh, as he can because he's looking at it as if he's getting us on the pitch and we're we're getting his ideas on board. Um we were unfortunate the other night against Dungannon last week it was we're gonna be a two 0 an extra time. But you know, I think we played a a strong enough team. It's just we don't really have the bodies at the moment, uh, to rotate that much. But I think Stevie, even when I was at Warren Point, many games we were going Strength because he he wants a good cup run and you know winning breeds confidence uh, and we're hoping again we can we can get a, a nice run in that in the Irish Cup and um, then hopefully the league lock will take after it
3: look after itself. I looked at the rules I'm not asking you to even comment on this but I looked at the rules of the Mid-Ulster Cup and I didn't realise until I did that you can only make three substitutions so you know everyone's got used to five subs that competition hasn't changed that yet plus then you have extra time and you, you get your one further sub but other regional cup competitions have five subs they go straight to penalties Uh, it probably makes life difficult it's just food for thought dear listener you can make up your own minds if you're one of the people that make those decisions maybe you get your heads together and go is it fair that different teams in the same league are playing in different competitions and some give uh, other players more time to rest than others etc but uh, to me that was a bit of a head scratcher anyway but uh, Danny great to have you on the score again and uh, well I hope the more in view Maldini is still a happy man on the run up to Christmas let's hope
0: uh, and we'll get through the uh, a few rounds of the this league cup. thanks for having
3: me Michael brilliant to have you on thanks so much for coming on to The Score
2: The Score with Michael Clark
3: so that was Glenavon's Danny Wallace they are as we've been hearing away to Newry City tonight the other game taking place in the Sports Direct Premiership sees Larn entertain Glen Torm. what a match that should be both our 7.45 kickoffs? There are four matches taking place tomorrow. Three of those are at 3 o'clock in the top flight, of course, I mean. This is uh, Cliftonville against Crusaders, and we have a Cliftonville guest waiting in the wings for us. We have Coleraine against Carrick Rangers and Linfield against Ballymena United. And one match, which is at a quarter to six, don't be showing up early and, and making a bit of a hames of that one, is Lockall against... Don Gannon Swifts but now it is time to get our next guest on to the score and he is from Cliftonville what a game they have this weekend at Solitude they welcome their North Belfast rivals Crusaders and from the home team we are joined by a guy who is back playing his football and isn't it great to see he's even amongst the goals now too Stephen Mallon Stephen how are you?
5: I'm good thanks Uh, thanks for having me
3: on no, It's great to have you on and genuinely it's great to see you back playing football because I remember last year watching you in Europe and thinking oh he's going to have a great season and unfortunately it just didn't work out like that.
5: Yeah um, obviously that was that was tough to take because I felt you know when I first came in um, I came in fit and, and earned the go and obviously had the games in Europe which I really enjoyed um, and you know from now you're thinking like it's going to be a really big season and, and then obviously the injury set in so it was disappointing that way
3: so how are you now I mean I'm not trying to tempt fate, and I'm sure you know in the back of any player that suffered injuries that that's just you're sort of going right hopefully I get a run here hopefully nothing flares up and all the rest of it but are you feeling good
5: yeah definitely um, I think I'm feeling better as, as the weeks go on um, you know being out for so long, it's you obviously takes a lot more to, to get your fitness back again. Um so as the games go on, I'm I'm feeling fitter, um, I'm feeling stronger. The injury hasn't given me any hassle, you know, when I first came back there was little setbacks, but you know, the past few weeks it's been fine and as I say, um, game by game I'm feeling better.
3: For anyone that isn't aware, um, remind us what it was you were dealing with. So,
5: I tore my rectus femoris muscle in my quad, um, so it was an 8 centimeter tower. Um, So it was quite bad, um, and it required surgery, so I had to get it um, surgically repaired. Um, They basically put a couple of clamps in, um, and then some kind of wiring, just to hold everything together. Um, So it's been just trying to basically get the muscle working again. Um, because there's there's so much going on inside and um, loads of different things holding it together. Um, it was just kind of getting used to, or the muscle getting used to, you know, kicking, sprinting, everything really.
3: And you end up becoming a bit of a medical expert, don't you? Because you have to be meeting with all the specialists and talking to them about what can I do, what can I not do. I don't want to, I don't want to make this worse. I, I need to be careful when I'm exercising, all that sort of thing.
5: Yeah so like even in the you know the the injury I didn't get surgery till January and the injury happened in August so oh, wow. you know I'd ended up speaking to maybe four or five different people you know I spoke to a specialist in Barcelona um I spoke to a specialist in London I spoke to three or four different physios um just trying to cuz from maybe August till January you know I I, I didn't know what was going on cuz the injury wasn't healing. Um, we didn't know if surgery was the route to go down, so I was a bit in limbo. So I was kind of asking questions off everybody um, and just trying to get to the bottom of what was going on and, and what needed to happen to, to get me back on the pitch. Um, so we, we ended, once we spoke to the, the guy in Barcelona, he recommended surgery and put me on to the surgeon in London. So... Um, Say you, you hear loads of different things and you ask loads of different questions. So, um, but yeah, you know, once once we got the surgery done, um, I think that was kind of the that road the recovery for me because um, I kind of knew what needed to be done and and uh, what I needed to do going forward
3: that's the light at the end of the tunnel really isn't it because when you're when you're in that sort of state of flux it just feels like will i ever get better will this ever be rectified and and everyone in your position just wants to be back playing football whereas at least after the surgery you kind of go right how long will this take okay there's the goal
5: yeah definitely so like for me um i think the month maybe the month just before um the month just before the surgery, and, and this isn't an exaggeration or anything, like I was thinking that I was it was finished, I was thinking I wasn't going to be able to play a game because I was speaking to people and people were telling me the surgery, you know, there's a high chance it doesn't work, and so I was hearing a lot of different things of people, and in my head, I am dealing, and you know, we'd attempted to train, kick the ball, sprint, and every single time the quad just wouldn't, you know, there was a setback, it was, there was a niggle or something. So for me, when it was constantly doing that, and then I was being told that the surgery possibly isn't going to work. And for me, I was thinking the worst, I was thinking like, right, this is me career over. And, and then it wasn't until, you know, I spoke to, to the right people. Um, but it was, once obviously a surgery, it wasn't that straightforward coming back from surgery you know the surgeon was saying maybe for months well he said four months and I wasn't back there until what was it September so you know I was in my head thinking May but you know I I think now when I look back I'm just glad to actually be back on the And when I think about you know them months before surgery when I thought I'm not going to be able to play again to just now be out there you know The last two games were my first back-to-back 90s in probably four years. Um, So to go from pre-surgery not thinking I'd play to to being out in the pitch and enjoying myself again, um, it's it's a relief.
3: Oh, I'm sure it is. And uh, I'm just so glad you're through all that because it sounds horrible. I'm, I'm sure it was horrible. And now, as you say, out enjoying your football again, and you're only twenty four, so you've uh, you've hopefully years ahead of you now that you can just go and enjoy. Um, did did any part of you think you know when you're when you're getting back to your fitness, will I be able to still play the same way? Because you know you're an explosive player, you're very fast, you're exciting, you're one of those guys that gets on the ball. You probably get fouled quite a bit because of the way you play, but you, you know you're positive, you you go forwards. Um, was there any part of you going, do I need to kind of relearn what I'm doing here?
5: See that was the the big thing because the muscle that I damaged is the main the main muscle used for striking the ball and yeah. sprinting and with how I play, um the explosive like that's my game that's you know, um, what I'm kind of known for pace and and going by players so when that was damaged and as I say when I spoke to people it was. It was like okay, you might be able to perform the same. So it was obviously worrying in my head because I didn't know. Um, but thankfully, um, I've been. I've I felt like I can get to them levels again. Um, you know, obviously it comes game by game with sharpness, and and each week I will I will get sharper, and and it'll come back. But I think, as I said before, it's a relief that you know I haven't. I don't feel like I've lost much and I can still do the things that I was doing um, before the injury
3: No I definitely don't want to see you plodding around in centre mid and being reserved so that's that's uh, nice that that isn't the case so you know you get the first goal uh, well your first Cliftonville goal in fact uh, recently against Institute we've the Institute manager coming up on the programme Kevin Derry I might not bring this up with him but how sweet a moment was that for you to, to finally be able to achieve that because that must kind of feel like one of those yeah okay this is happening I, I am actually playing football again
5: um, yeah like so. What I've used already relief was probably um, you know for the last year you Know when you're sitting about injured and you're not doing anything else, all I was constantly thinking about was being back on the pitch and going in your head different things, scoring goals, going by players, and to actually just be out there and it happening when you didn't know if it was going to or not. Um, as I say, it was just a relief. Um, it was. Probably something I didn't know whether it would happen or not um, so to, to actually be out there and and get on the score sheet and just be back playing I think that was the main thing for me I haven't, well I wasn't really thinking um, about like some numbers and stuff, for me it was just minutes, I just wanted to get on the pitch so to be back out there and not and game play half an hour um, I think it was my second game back so to get half an hour and then obviously to get on the score sheet, um was kinda of the, the icing on
3: the cake. And now you followed it up with your first league goal. You scored in the three nil win at Carrick Rangers on Sunday past. Um you know, uh, great great result for the team going into this important game this weekend.
5: Yeah, definitely. Um I think as I said about, you know, game by game I'm I'm feeling sharper. Um and I think the fixtures have, have been um, quite nice to me in a way that, you know, I had the League Cup games that I could play in um, that are probably slightly less intense. Um, and then that, you know, gave me the opportunity to build up to the 90 minutes. And, um, you know, the game on Saturday was, I think, we done very well. Obviously, to to come away from Carrick with a 3 0 win, um, you know, you've definitely done something right because it's. Not not an easy place to go, so um to to come away from there three 0 obviously with a clean sheet, and then again to, to get in the score sheet to help the team out, um was was a great feeling.
3: And now the derby game. I mean, this is the one uh, everyone looks forward to, isn't it? And uh, it, uh probably your first time playing Crusaders as a Cliftonville player.
5: Yeah. Uh, so this is first first game, you know, I've kind of missed out on. A lot of the top six games, you know, I've I've featured, you know, maybe five, ten minutes in most um, as I'm coming back. But this is probably my first derby game where I'm, you know, ready to go from the start. So, um, you know, it's definitely something I'm looking forward to. I think when you when you sign for for the top teams, that's what you look forward to. I know the the other games are just as important, and you have to take care of them as well. But I think these are the games that you really look forward to this is almost like the, the spotlight you know all the eyes are on these games and and this is where you can kind of make a name for yourself and and show people what you can do um i think for me when i first came to the league that was something i wanted to do i wanted to show people that you know i can go by people and and excite the fans and I think the best opportunity to do that is in the big games um, where as I say all the eyes are on that game so um, it is it's exciting Um, and of course it will be a challenge you know derbies are always tough games Um, they can go either way a lot of the time and um, hopefully uh, Saturday we're on the right end of it
3: when you look at the league table your your teammates have been doing so well you're now a part of that you're, you're three points off second place but equally you look at Crusaders who as I've just said you're playing this weekend they're four behind you they have a game in hand so it is it is everybody's fighting for their own spot at the moment
5: yeah it's it's exciting um, you know I think the quality this season and even last season you know it's gone up a notch um, That teams are making big signings bringing big players in so um, the competitions, you know, right up there and you know, for us it's about staying in it. We wanna, you know, come April, May time towards the back end of the season. You know, you wanna be there, you wanna be challenging. Um, you don't just wanna be floating around mid table or whatever. Um, you wanna be right up there and I think um for us, you know, it's, we're not thinking, you know, let's let's go win the league. It's it's the next game, so it's Saturday it's cruise and we're not thinking beyond that. Um, I think obviously we're just looking to win as many games as possible. Come um, come in this season. Um, hopefully we're still in it, still challenging for the title.
3: And you've had such an interesting career. I mean, at some other stage, we'll have to get you back on and talk about that. Hopefully, when we're saying, look at him, he's been flying for years now, he's been injury free, and it's all great. But, you know, just briefly, you've, you've been in England, you've been in Australia, you've obviously been at a couple of League of Ireland clubs and, and now in the Irish League. Um, so, how do you reflect on your, on your career so far at, at the tender age of 24, I might add?
5: i have been fortunate enough to obviously play um in, in the different leagues and play in the different cultures um and, and see the different countries that I have. Um, but it's kinda been bittersweet in a way, obviously, with, with the injuries. Um you know, I've probably at twenty four, not even sure if I've played fifty appearances yet. And you know, when you're when I was moving away at sixteen, you're obviously Expecting to have played a lot more games than that so it's been tough that way because um, I want to do well I want to play at the highest level um, and that's still for me that's still the, the where I want to be I want to play at the highest level possible so um I've enjoyed you know my career so far Um you know the injuries and that there's not much you can do now they've been and gone and and hopefully, um, hopefully, I stay injury free for the next load of years, and and I can catch up on kind of what I've missed out on.
3: Yeah, I'm sure it's only added to your resilience and your determination. Just finally, uh, playing under Jim McElton and Jared Little, what have they been like for you as as you've come through the you know the end of that process and and to where you are now?
5: Yeah, I, I think I can only really speak highly of of Jim Skin and. Uh, Ricky and, and even guys the, the physio, like how I've um, how they've treated me in terms of how I've been managed coming back. You know, it wasn't just zero to hundred. My minutes were built up, my training was built up, and like even now, if I'm feeling something, it's you know th- there's no chances taken. It's you know go to a recovery session or go to a gym session. There's no need to train. Like how they've how they've managed me. um, on and off the pitch with the injury and then I think even on the pitch high they kind of just give me the license to go and express myself Um, wing back to me is it's been a familiar role over the years but you know people probably wouldn't associate or see me as a wing back Mm. Um, going off last season the games I played you know I played right wing um, high and three and you know people will see me as an attacking end player, but I've played wing back um in Australia, I played it in England, so it's a position I'm familiar with and, and I think um now Jim and, and Skin trust me in that position. Um I've shown that I can play there. I can do both sides of it. And um I think the fact that they give me that license to um go and express myself, you know, Jim wants me still playing high and wide and and get me the ball and let me run out players so I think for me um, that's obviously what I need to kick on um, you know I need a manager that, that shows confidence in me and, and lets me kind of go and express myself so um, I, as I say I can't speak highly enough of, of how um, it's been so far since, since Jim and the background team came in
3: well it really is a big game even at this stage in the season not just the bragging rights but in terms of the tussle for the top spots and all the rest of it but um, you know, more importantly than that as we all know is always your health so being healthy, being fit, playing your football sounding like you're enjoying yourself and, and certainly being amongst the goals is, is showing just a, a sign of the hard work that you've put in so Stephen your credit to yourself and, and long may a fit and healthy run now continue for you well done Thank you very much and uh, thanks again for having me on.
2: The Score with Michael Clark.
3: So, that's a Premiership perspective on things and before we finish up this week let's take a look at what's going on in the Championship and one of the sides that are certainly in form at the moment they sit third in the table they have a couple of games in hand over the league leaders poured it down too it's Institute and we're very pleased to say joining us on the score is their manager Kevin Derry, he's back at the club and it looks like he's working wonders Kevin how are you? Hey Michael, alright,
6: I'm all good how's things with yourself?
3: Things are fantastic and it, it looks like it's a good time for Institute and their fans how are you finding being back? sometimes people say you should never go back but so far so good
6: yeah, as I say, like um I think it's the last senior club I managed. Um I went down to Sligo and managed our assistant manager with Jerry Little there. And I was also assistant manager edicted Divine then and Derry for a couple of years. So for me it was always getting back out my own then and I've tried a few jobs, got a few interviews but never managed to get it over the line. So it's just took a punt on me again. They knew the job I'd done before, so just delighted to get back in and show my worth and as I say it's fairly early but um as I say, I wanted they bring in young players, young hungry players. I felt we've done that now, so we've steadied the ship a bit there, and we, we just feel we want improvement now and try and push on and, and see where it takes us.
3: And when you've got that managerial experience, and then you're working as the number two, do you prefer being the manager, or are you going? Right, this is great. You know, I, I get the final say, or is there any part you going? I'd love to be able to blame him. <laughs>
6: No, for me, it's not even about that. It's about um, the product on the pitch, the style of play. Um, me being a combative, energetic midfielder back in my day, passionate about winning and competing. I want I want that. I'm not saying them teams didn't have it, but um, I know my previous team at Institute showed all them qualities. So I just want that that side of it again, that this team really replicates what I'm about. Um, and, and at the end of the day, the book stops with me, and so... The team's not doing what I ask, and, and and the qualities that I need on my team, then then you take the blame. But as an assistant, it's different. Um, the manager might have different beliefs. He sees the game different from how I do. So that, that's all. I feel, like and I, I love competing and winning. So I want that throughout my team, and we've we've managed to get that up there now.
3: And I think everybody knows. You know, you look at recent years. Institute have had their fair share of heartache. Um, how are we finding the club at the minute? You know, what were you stepping into?
6: Uh, it's it's been it's been difficult. It's been really difficult, as I say. There's um there's eight or nine pre- from the previous squad there, and you can see in the early meetings I had with them. Um, they they were very low. They were very low in their in their career. To be honest, um, it wasn't going well. They didn't see it didn't see a clear pathway that they could push on again in their career and, and we just had to go on and try and reignite that and try and get a bit of love and passion back under them. So what we done we we found um we found brilliant Oak Grove school we used in pre season. Unbelievable for us. Um Lee Kitson managed to get us out our goalkeeping coach, our previous goalkeeping coach, sorry. And um he was great for us and we created an environment down there where it was very professional and, and put on good training sessions and, and just we were on three, four nights a week in pre-season, and and they they sort of got their mojo back, and we're we're, we're enjoying where we're at at the minute. We want to stay competing up around the top end of the championship.
3: And are you still working off that remit of you know trying to find young, hungry players and bring them through? Absolutely,
6: absolutely. You now we we do feel in January now if there was two or three local players within our you no know, remit or in our area, what we could get, we think that would really enhance the group. Um. And that's what we're looking at now, maybe two or three where we got more experience, championship experience or primary division experience. If we could if we could stumble across one or two of them it would it would be brilliant for our young lads and, and I feel that would help us keep progressing and pushing on.
3: No, is that a hint to institute fans or is that a hint to your chairman? <laughs>
6: uh, I think I think that's my um, Christmas wish list, to be <laughs> honest, in my head. Um as you know our resources isn't as in anywhere near the top teams in the championship let alone the premiership so in my head I, I would love someone they, give me a wee sample lesson, get me two or three really experienced players who can help the group grow and, and push on to try and achieve whatever it is wherever we, where we want to get there but what we're doing is we're, we have a young fat hungry team and I just feel we need two or three bits of experience around it now to help it grow
3: and you hear people talking about the championship it's so competitive it's so difficult and you only need the step away from the league. If if you just look at the league table every month, you'll go, What on earth is going on there? That that is nearly um the the best way to understand it. It can change so so quickly. So hero to villain, villain to hero, and everything in between. Uh, how do you keep on an even keel as a manager? Because obviously you can't get too carried away ever. I'm saying
6: I uh, we, we lost back to back games obviously against Newington and then we went away to port it down and played really well. We lost back to back games and people thought the start we had against Brida was a great one, right? We did, but we lost back to back then. and you're looking at the table and you're going right. But since that, then we've only we've only lost two games, and that was uh, that was after three or four games in the season. So we managed to get about nine nine ones out of ten or so, on, and it, and it leaves you in a really good place. So I think very very important is that you're able to put them one streaks together. I know the four and five victories in a row together. If you take an odd defeat with them, I think you're in a good place in the championship. I find that if you draw two, you lost one, one-one, no, then that's when it really shifts momentum and the table, the table sucks you in. So all we're trying to do is maintain that focus weekly and just go right. Who's the next game? Let's try and get the points on the board and let's points on the next week. We sort of don't get caught up in the league table. I know um, it's easy to look at it, go, "Stu's doing well." We just want to concentrate. we only, I think, we're only 14 games. We are. And they'll pour it down and that, and a few other teams have played 16. So it's, it's still very early. So we just want to concentrate. We've got a fantastic home game on Friday night for us, but on the at home under the lights in the Brandywell. So we, we're looking forward to that and trying to um, get another three points on the board, just. And I'm sure, sure they'll be coming down to try and do the same.
3: Well, that leads us perfectly on to the big game later on. Uh, tell me, you know, what's the, what's the latest with your team? Well, I'm sure lots of Institute fans are wondering. Everyone fit and ready to go?
6: We actually we've been very fortunate. We um enjoyed. we've had a few suspensions now. Um we had a tricky one at the weekend. We had Ryan Morrow, Japper, who whose previous club was balling them all Um he he was serving a suspension against Dundella and um obviously with the game being abandoned we were we were on a wee but we had a sweat on whether or not he served his game or not, but thankfully he did, they counted that out of the game and unfortunately for Fan McClure has red cards stood so he'll miss out. And then with just um, two longer-term injuries, Reece McDermott's obviously done his cruise ship in pre-season, and it's been a disaster for the young fella, and it's been a disaster for us because he's one of our more experienced players. And young Paddy McLaughlin, an up-and-coming midfielder, he's tore his hamstring, but after that, we're really competitive and strong with a squad of about 21 players looking to, looking to get out there and play
3: so that's an interesting one the game was abandoned unfortunately we touched on this earlier because we were talking to danny wallace from glenavon and he was telling us all about the floodlight problems up at limavady the other week and they're going there on tuesday and fingers crossed it's all been sorted out this time um you know so you've obviously experienced that at the weekend but an abandoned game and the the suspension served and another suspension is accrued that's interesting
6: it's a, it was a funny one because it was it was a f- my first reaction was they go in and ask a, the referee um, listen we've obviously had a man sent off I went down at half time when we got word the game was going to be up and I did they say what's the situation with a red card he said he wasn't quite aware to be honest and he said I'll just put it on my report and um, the club will have dialogue with Niffle so I mm-hmm. we were told that the, the red card stands so we will an automatic game and we spoke about Ryan Morrow obviously already serving that game and they said well that stands and he's available for the next game so uh, it why was, it was I'm sure it's probably a first for Niflelec but it was um, it was a catch 22 for us we got a player back but we're still missing one
3: well you know you've got that in writing that's an education to me because I wouldn't have if you'd asked me to guess what the outcome was I'd have probably gone the other way with it there's now goal scorers from matches that have been abandoned going that season I didn't flip and win the golden but you told me that game didn't count I know,
6: I know and it's, it's, been, it's been one of them seasons for us Like We've had a game against Anna in the 58th minute They had a player with a bad injury That's the kid at his knee yeah. Or No, sorry, the 68th minute we had the game abandoned We were 1-0 up So we have to go back up there And a Tuesday night, it's a difficult one for our boys We work And then we played we played Ards and Bangor And they had a player with a bad concussion And he was down for 45 minutes with an ambulance And that game was almost postponed and then we have that. We've thankfully ours were brilliant. Our medical staff, our physio our Leah was brilliant. She got all the treatment they needed. And then the ambulance came. We got him off. We got this lad off the pitch and away they they get the proper medical attention they needed. And the game finished out thankfully for us. And then now we've got this replay again against Dundella, which it'll be difficult again getting up to East Belfast on the Tuesday night for our boys getting out of work.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that's a very, very busy December by the sounds of it. Well, listen, I know we play Anna
6: on the 5th of December. There hasn't been confirmation on the Dundella game yet, but Tuesday the 5th of December we're away to Anna, so we we mightn't be able to get the Dundella game on in December. That might be in the new year.
3: Well that would maybe be a slight relief given uh, <laughs> everything else that you have to contend with in the meantime. How's life at Brandy? Well, obviously it's a ground you know very well. It's a fantastic stadium. Um, you know, we've seen the developments of the ground in recent years, but you know, it's it's not Institute's true home. No,
6: absolutely not. I think um um we the Institute really we love the Riverside as well. It was I managed there. It was a brilliant wee ground. It had that it was their true home, so Unfortunately things happened and the circumstances. But what I would say there's brilliant plans in place now for Cluny Park West to be developed and it would be really important for Institute to get their home no get a new home in the waterside. And I think it's vital for all all sports projects and all politicians. They really back it and get it off the ground because they've they suffered real hardship in the last must be eight or nine years with their ground and then obviously a fire. A fire set they the other, or a couple of weeks ago, so now it's it's about time they got a break now and and got Cluny Park West developed and have their own ground and and get the whole community behind them again.
3: I know everybody's crying out for fund and everyone's crying out for support at the moment, but um you know institute and everything they've been through, uh, it would make such a difference.
6: Absolutely, I think um, I think you see some of the championship teams. There has been a good bit of investment on the grounds. Harlem Moth this spring they mine straight away. I am watching Dundella getting new stands built in that. So I think it would be truly just that they get a they get a new they get a new ground and, and get it developed and that Glenn Park West is ideal as I say and it's a fantastic facility so it'd be great if an institute could develop it.
3: And you know, looking at this sort of busy uh, run up games in, in December, where it is always fast and furious, and then you you know you look at cup draws and all that to come as well. Um, what is your hope for the season? You know, have you a, a target in your head? If if we can be here by then, that means this.
6: Uh, honestly, I, I would I would love the um uh, my 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 coming in was big improvement. Um, we're somewhere on the right path at the minute. Um, we have a well young group. I think I guess. 13 cents to say, I'd say 10 or 11 of them's been under 20, 21, 20 years of age. So it'd be very unfair to me. I just want to keep seeing them improving. This is a very diplomatic answer for you, but <laughs> I want to see them improving and have no fear every week. And as I say, keep putting them on a five and six together or five ones out of six, or four four ones out of five. I think it's vital that you put them runs together and this. In the Championship, but we will have our hardship as well. We will have a run of games where we're suffering and losing games. It's it's coming out the other side of that and being in the mix. That's all I want to be.
3: So, the message to the fans is obviously back the boys, but um, you know, a little pinch of you know, at what would be the word sort of reality, understand where we're at, don't get too carried away. Well, that's it here. Listen, it's my job
6: to they, they, they make the, the fans dream and hopefully the. They see that it's going the right direction. I I, I have my own aspirations. They try and get Institute of the primary Division. I didn't shy away from that when I came under the job. I failed, um I failed in two play two playoffs before, so I have my own aspirations and I want to get there as well. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put the fans off the dream, mate. but realistically we have to just keep keep our feet in the ground and keep challenging ourselves so every week to try and get three points on the board.
3: What's that old saying? Third times the charm, Kevin, you never know you never know Michael but sure here, as I say um, all
6: you can do is have your team out there giving everything themselves and if we're getting that the the results are out of your hands
3: at times well it's been brilliant having you on the programme good luck for the game later and great catching up Kevin Derry thanks for coming on to The Score
6: see you after thank you
3: The Score with Michael Clark pleasure having Kevin Derry on the programme also big thanks to Stephen Mallon and to Danny Wallace as well as our Northern Ireland international stars had joined us well, at the end of Monday's game but they were very good with their time so thanks to Jamal Lewis, to Dion Charles and to Isaac Price and indeed to you for listening remember, you can get your hands on a copy of Football Manager 2024 all you have to do is answer our very easy question who were the players that got the joint Golden Boot Award? at the end of last season. Hint, they're Premiership players and uh, hint, it was all comps. Who could it be? Who could it be? Cheat if you need to. But send your name and their names. So, it's three names in total. Your name plus the two answers to the I at gmail.com and you can be announced as a winner. Good luck. But for now, all that remains to be said after a very, very busy programme is enjoy your weekend of sport. Bye-bye.